Hi everyone, and welcome listeners new and returning to episode 46 of Sequel Pitch, the podcast where film enthusiast friends review movies and have a contest to see who has the best idea for a sequel. My name is Drew Toynbee, I am delighted to be back hosting today's podcast, the protective Sequel Pitch matriarch who's just trying to live her busy life whilst keeping her three unruly children in line, and actually they're so unruly we've lost one, I only have two un- unruly children with me. Ross Harmston. Oh, hello, dear. <laughs> and Andy Henry. Hello. But what's this? There are newcomers to the family sneaking in to teach us some valuable life lessons and maybe do our washing for us. It's Harry and Mark from the When Harry Met Movies podcast. Hello, chaps. Hi, how are you? Hello. Very good, thank you. How are you guys? Good. Yeah, good. Good stuff. Um, well, it's, it is lovely to have you. Um, for, for listeners who might not know, Mark and Harry's podcast is all about Mark introducing young Harry here to classic movies. It is a cracking load of fun and absolutely worth checking it out. And you will be able to find links to their feed in the episode description below. So for today's episode, dear listeners, we are reviewing and pitching sequels for a suggestion from Mark and Harry and one that I'm very pleased that I don't have to come up with a sequel for, the 1993 family comedy drama Mrs. Doubtfire, directed by Chris Columbus and starring the late, great Robin Williams, Sally Field, Pierce Brosnan, and the kid from Matilda. No one knows their name. <laughs> I mean, I... I, I it's could, the but... girl from Matilda. That's yeah. who, that, that's bit, I didn't even like research her name until about 10 minutes ago. In my pitch, I went... The girl Ma- from it's Mara Wilson, but that, so. it, she's... The no, kid from Matilda. It's, she's the kid from Matilda. Yeah. As <laughs> always, before we get into the review and the pitches, we do a summary of the plot so that our listeners know it for the reviews and for the pitches later on. So, Mark, I believe you're taking this one. Yes, I volunteered. Fantastic. <laughs> as as quick as you can, we've we've been tasked to try and keep these under 60 seconds. So when you are ready, your your well, when you're ready, your sixty seconds starts now. Okay, Daniel Hillard, Robert Williams, is a freelance voice actor living in San Francisco. Daniel ends up separated from his three children when his wife Miranda, played by Sally Field, is pushed to breaking point after Daniel quits the job and she asks for a divorce. The judge says that joint custody will only be granted if Daniel gets a steady job. However, as well as taking a shipping job at a TV studio, when he finds out that Miranda is hiring a nanny. Daniel vents a character, Mrs. Euphigenia Doubtfire, and asks his brother Frank, who is a makeup artist, to create prosthetics to finish the illusion. Daniel, slash Mrs. Doubtfire, gets the job and becomes part of the family, making the kids more competent, helping them bond with their mother and forcing Daniel to learn some real-life skills too. Everything comes to a head when Daniel, as Mrs. Doubtfire, is invited by Stu, Piers Brosnan, Miranda's new boyfriend, to Miranda's dinner party, and also to a dinner meeting with a CEO of a station, of a TV station, to discuss ideas. Daniel gets drunk as he swaps in and out of costume, and jealousy spikes Stu's dinner with pepper, to which he is allergic. Stu chokes, and Daniel performs his Heimlich maneuver to him on him whilst in costume, but he rips the prosthetic off, and all is revealed. The judge finds Daniel's behaviour disturbing and limits the time with the kids further, but he, but he gets a TV show as Mrs. Dietfine, and his wife decides that she is definitely, definitely still wants him in the kids' lives. Very nice. Hey. Thank you very much. Yeah, you could have you could have skipped his first name. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's a great first name though. What I wanted to come out with on the fly as well when you was like, oh, I need a name. Euphigenia. 
Yeah. Euphigenia date fair. Um, so, there we go. That is the summary. So let's jump straight in to our review. And I think it would be very fitting to see what Harry thinks of this movie. I think it's a very good movie. What did you like about it? Just how fun it was at some bits. Like, go from like, funny to serious. Very quick. What's your favourite funny bit? I can't name one. <laughs> sure, sure, it's the one you do the impression of all the time. Oh, yeah, that one. That, help, help me on the way, dearie. <laughs> <laughs> he probably does that, like, once a day. No, I don't. <laughs> It's a good catchphrase. Mm. It's a very quotable movie. Yeah. But it's kind of yeah, I've I've not personally seen this since Robin Williams passed away. And good lord it was bittersweet the opening of this movie and hearing him do the opera. Oh yeah. But God, he was magic. Mark, how about you? Um I love the film. Uh, the reason this was picked was because this was our first film we did we we rated as I don't want to spoil the rating bit that's coming up, but <laughs> yeah, where this might go. And um, it's also just one of those films that I think it's aged really well, and there's not much you do about it, to mm-hmm. it or improve it. So I thought it'd be quite a difficult one for you to do. And I just think, <laughs> it's like you say, there's so many quotable moments, and just even like chatting, you forget about the bits where he's on the phone and pretending to be all, all the other nannies and various different ones. Yeah. And you know, most of that probably is off the cuff. Yeah. Oh, it had to be. There's oh, yeah, yeah. Surely yeah. no question. <laughs> Ross, you're you're a bit of an impressionist. What's your what's your take on this movie? Uh yeah, I really enjoyed it. Like um watching it again, I was a bit worried, you know, ha- that worry of, you know, watching those old movies thinking have they aged well. And I think, you know, there are there's a couple of jokes that are from that era that are a <laughs> bit a yeah. bit a yeah. bit you know thing but in the whole like i thought it was really good like i thought like they didn't really play on the fact that he's a a man dressed as a woman too much like um and there was some good uh like but i I think the core of it is robin williams performance it like it just drives the whole movie Mm. and you just you can't help but love it and you can't help but love his performance in it as well um it's a very it's a very um for a family movie it's a very like the beginning of it is yes this guy has lost everything and now <laughs> quite heavy, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's quite heavy at the start hmm. um it's also, i like oh. no no go 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 for I it. Say it's also, on that note it's also not a happy ending as such because yeah happy yeah they don't, they don't they get, get back, back together, together. Mm. Yeah. yeah 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 uh, i but i kind of like that it's kind of um it's a little bit like Sleepless in Seattle when we watched that. You know that <laughs> the beginning of that movie is the his his wife dying. Um, so yeah, like I think I, I really liked it, and I really like some of the performances. Like Pierce Brosnan's really good in it as yeah. well. Um, he's really funny in it, and yeah, I think it's an all all round good movie. Good stuff, Andy. How about you? Yeah, can't add on much more than Ross. Again, worried going in. I haven't watched it in so long. So worried going in. Yeah, how many jokes am I going to have to be pulling my collar going? <laughs> but a couple of bad, a couple of impressions, which, yeah, are you, I, I think really only one at the start, one at the end. But apart from that, 
yeah just a really like act, like lovely movie and i don't think i've had mm. i don't think i've described a movie as lovely because we do such random ones most of the time but yeah. um yeah it's a really lovely and uh, it's it's yeah it's, i might say it holds up uh maybe better uh, than when I was a kid, because you, I, I didn't realize there was a, there's quite a few adult jokes mixed in, or, or jokes you just don't get as a as a kid. Yeah. Um, and yeah, uh, some of the impressions I I got, you know, who I recognized, eighty um, <laughs> percent of them were probably really funny at the time, but I was just like, I don't know who he's trying to be, but he's he's being really funny. There's a great one at the start when he's in the bank, I think, and he's trying to get. No, it's when the uh, the attorney is talking to him, and he's he's like, "What do you do?" And he's like, "I do impressions." Or I do voices, and she's like, "What voices do you do?" And the first one he does, he like almost smacks him in the face of his palm, and he goes, "Yeah!" <laughs> and I paused it, and I was like, "Research going like, who is that?" Because <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I, I couldn't say. I'm afraid. I wish I yeah, could. Yeah. I think there was a, but I think he did Barbara Streisand once when he was in the montage bit. <laughs> uh, but apart yeah. from that, Harry, did you do you know anyone else? Uh, not Harry, sorry, Mark. Um, anyone else in that in a montage bit who do you know who they were no I, I kind of like i'm trying to think off the top of my head i can't we watched i watched it the other day and i'm trying to think i know yeah, barbara streisand is definitely one mm. <laughs> but um yeah harry doesn't <laughs> no, yeah, i can't imagine <laughs> that's fair enough harry I, I, I a bit like the ones he does in aladdin where at the time you put, yeah kid, yeah yeah as an adult you realize who they are I, I appreciated when he's playing with the dinosaurs that I was like, okay, yeah, that's that is Elvis, and then he does James Brown, and mm. he's blooming good at it as well. Yeah, and to just... be honest, if I was a kid, I'd ra- rather watch that show than the Miss Doubtfire show. <laughs> like, I don't know, would you, Harry? Would you watch a show with like where the old lady, an old lady was? I don't know. I don't stories. know what the yeah, because she's like she's supposed to be fun, but I can't tell how she's supposed to be fun, like. Mm. I don't know. He's pretending to be down to play with dinosaurs, yeah. isn't he? Would you mm. prefer that show? Would you prefer the... Not, not sure. <laughs> if I was my yeah. brother, the dinosaur. Yeah, I was going to say your brother mm. would prefer the dinosaurs because he's the best. Yeah. But probably. It's yeah, not too. He's not as fun as he when he's just down by his more strict. No. Yeah, was well, just restricted. Then, I guess his character. It's I'm also gonna... like tonally at that mm. point in the movie when that gets revealed. It's designed to be touching and moving because when he's pitching it to the to the ceo of the tv station he's like oh yeah i'm a, I, I can be a hip granny and be lots of fun so you've got to imagine that there's some slightly more madcap stuff to it but yeah it is a shame that we don't see that with a monkey as well in, in yeah in, i see the puppet being thing. funny and, and and stuff like that for the kids <laughs> but like and then the postman comes but like uh, it's this guy. Also, the guy that lost his show from the. It's the dinosaur. He's, guy. he's still a postman though. At the end, yeah. so they go. We're going to give you this show. You yeah, can be this. Ru- yeah, you could have this rubbish part of the postman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Will my salary stay the same? Uh, no. <laughs> no. It, uh, it will reflect your time on screen. I'm afraid. <laughs> yeah. So. Aww. I'll tell you what I didn't like though. Go didn't on. like the fact that they had a petting zoo that was just. Uh, like, oh. There's no. There's no. There's no like rabbits mm. and pens. They were just going wherever they wanted. <laughs> yeah, like I wh- saw ducks, whoever... pony, and goats. Yeah. So yeah, no like normal. And they go inside, go yeah. inside the house, whatever you know. Just wander down the street with some geese and some <laughs> chicken as as well. And you know, you know we're we're getting older because Ross, you're identifying with Sally Field 
and being like, <laughs> what what irresponsible rubbish yeah. is this? What's this man doing? Yeah. Who, who would possibly condone such behavior? Yeah. Yeah. I think she yeah, I think I'm she's good. a bit harsh. Uh, sure, the animals, but it's it's kind of a fine party. I didn't make a note. There's a kid hanging, hanging. As I was reading, writing a note, going, "This this this party seems kind of fine, apart from the animals." And then the <laughs> camera pulls around. There's a kid hanging from a chandelier, and I'm like, "Oh, okay, there could be a couple of things that might be, uh, you know." How did he think that he was going to be able to clear that up in yeah. like an hour, like before she got back <laughs> to work? Ah, this will be fine. This will be fine. He'd just do a quick voice and then, you know, a quick montage and it'll be all done. It's like yeah. packing before holiday, isn't it? It's always like, oh, no, yeah, I, it'll take me 20 minutes. To oh, pack yeah, yeah. <sighs> yeah. It's fine. I'll just run around with a bin bag. No, absolutely not. I, there's some really good, like, comedy moments as well from Robin Williams when he's, you know, when he, um, <laughs> when Pierce Brosnan uh, touches Mrs. Doubtfire and mm. then he goes, oh, don't touch yeah, me yeah, yeah. I'll break your hand. Yeah, I mean, the, the meringue face mask. Oh, yeah, I was, was going to say. So funny. the orange at the back of his head as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was fun. Like, um... That was a drive-by fruiting. <laughs> yeah. That was a good one. Uh, one of my favourite ones is uh, when she, he, she when Mrs. Doubtfire talks about Winston, her husband, his husband, uh, and Sally Field goes, oh, how did he die? And she goes, oh, well, he liked the drink. Oh, was it alcoholic? And he went, no, she, he was hit by a Guinness truck. <laughs> like the, the timing and delivery and yeah. everything. And the fact that it wasn't supposed to be funny, I guess, was just like, oh, crack me up proper. Yeah. That was one of my favorite. Yeah, talk about quotable lines. Like that was one of my favorite. Um, <laughs> yeah, in a, in a long time. I also, I also like the bit where in that swimming pool bit, he, he goes, what he... You, he sort of reflects on what he's doing because he goes, "What am I doing here? Mm. This is beyond obsession." Like, because he's dressed up like a woman, <laughs> like <laughs> as a maid, just to keep an eye on his his wife who's dating someone else. Yeah, it was it was a good moment of realization what like mm. that he's a little bit insane. Yeah, you is... can kind of understand the courts not wanting to have the children. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. exactly. I was well, I was thinking oh. this earlier that like. <laughs> We've all said that the, the the film hasn't aged badly, except for the fact that the core premise itself, mm. if this was a brand new movie, people would be <laughs> like, what on earth yeah. is yeah. this? Like, it is effectively condoning, like, catfishing, real-life catfishing yeah. your spouse or your ex-spouse. So, and attempted murder, I guess, as well, because he does try to kill James Bond. He does a bit, doesn't he? He does, yeah. Like... But to be fair, James Bond did try to kill. I tried to swallow a whole shrimp. Like, <laughs> was it? The, is he allergic <laughs> to pepper? He is. Or... He, is he says he's allergic to, to pepper, and then he he eats a shrimp with pepper on, and then he starts to choke. So I can't I can't tell if it's his cl his throat closing up or if he's choking on his food. My and then my he gets assumption the is, and then yeah, the food goes out, but then he has no epipen or anything. My assumption <laughs> is he's allergic enough that the pepper on the shrimp closes his throat around the shrimp as he's <laughs> swallowing it. Yeah. And then it Heimlich's out, but it's not completely closed up. But Well, if you eat a whole shrimp, shrimp, it's arrogance, and, and that's what happens to you. So... Hubris. 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 He, yeah. he, he flew too close to the sun. <laughs> he was just like, look at this shrimp. There's no way I, I am going to bow to this shrimp and cut it in half. I'm going to be the man I know I am. Stick it all in my mouth.
Um, I like this sped up footage as well in the changing room uh, in, when in, in, the, in the dinner scene when he's switching between the, the family dinner and his CEO. Yeah. And he has to put on the style fire. Um, like, I don't know if back then they were like, this, this looks fine. We'll get away with this. Um, <laughs> now it's pretty obvious. Um. Yeah. So, Harry, I've got a question. Yes. Next time you've got a day just you and your dad, would you rather he was him as himself or would you like him to dress up as Mrs. Doubtfire? Depends where we're going or what we're doing. <laughs> well, okay. in, in that case... Un what scenario would you prefer him to dress up? If we're having a nerf battle, you surprise me with a nerf battle because it'd be more of a surprise. We have nerf battles now again. Yeah, <laughs> you get a knock on my door, the nerf gonna get blasted by you and my brother. <laughs> I mean, that that's okay. Yeah. This is that scenario. Yeah, because it'd be like, okay, this is more not crazy than normal. <laughs> Go <laughs> to the washing basket, put my duvet over it, and just start walking closer to it. Or show. Gotta make a barricade. <laughs> when would you want me to do this? Picking you up from school? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, we'll switch face scenario. <laughs> yeah. That's it. You're um, kiss so... on the cheek when you meet him outside as well, oh, dressed yeah. as the old lady. So, you don't pick me up, and that's the happy thing. I will make sure I do. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we had Ross had a little niggle, and so did Andy. Mark, have you got any 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 niggles with this movie at all? Just because it's interesting to discuss them. Um, like like you both said, I think there's a couple of little jokes that I don't think Harry picks up on them, but but they haven't probably aged that great. And one 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 of them's on the phone call where he pretends to be various different mm, people. Yeah, you're all nothing, so you know exactly. Yeah, what <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Other than that, no, I do think it's like, like you said, in essence, that he's a man dressed as a woman. They only really play on that a couple of times, and it could, I think, a lesser comedy would have, yeah, that would have been, been the core joke, mm, yeah. indeed. Overused. And it's really not, yeah, yeah. Or maybe if it was like a different actor, someone that they couldn't rely just to be funny as just sure, yeah. Robin Williams as a, being an old woman is funny, mm. not yeah. the fact that he's a man being a yeah. woman is funny, so yeah. Yeah. Well, they did have the bus driver as well, because the bus driver, when he when he, yeah. he gets picked up and then the bus driver hits on him. And I can't tell if that was just like an attempt at maybe awkward comedy or, you know, someone trying to just flirt or kind of a message of, you know, even old ladies get get hit on. But um, maybe. he couldn't he couldn't he couldn't blink, uh, which was funny, you know, wink. Sorry, because he tried to wink to Miss Doubtfire. Um, but I don't know if he just couldn't because he just went, he just like <laughs> blinked really weirdly. And I was like, this just makes him look weirder. So I just didn't get the scene. Um... Right. I, has anyone got anything else they want to discuss before we jump into our scores? Um, <laughs> just at the end, I love it when he, like, when he loses the kids at the end court and the, the, the judge goes, I'm going to send you to like psychological testing or something like it's so harsh. Like yeah. I, I don't. I think even if you just didn't, if you didn't see the movie and you read this story in like a paper, I don't think you'll be like, oh, he's he's you know, quote unquote, crazy. It's just like oh, I can't, I can kind of see what he's doing, and he's he's an impressionist, so he would kind of do this. But like, yeah, the judge is like, no, nah, I don't like you, mate. I'm just gonna send you to like the loony <laughs> bit, and I'm like, damn, that's like. I wonder if that's still going on or if the, like Sally Field at the end because she has that <laughs> when she speaks uh, speaks to him and just like I wanted to see the kids. But maybe keep the psychological wow. testing. We never know. Yeah, I like that scene in the court. Probably one of my favourite scenes where he does the whole 
um, mm. speech way sort of so it's like you know i can't breathe without my kids but what keeps me mm. alive, sort of yeah, yeah yeah it really yeah. got me i i think it's the up. first time where it stands out that as a child when you watch that you were i think i can remember but i was like oh he's good sort of thing yeah, yeah it definitely shows his acting capability like he probably did yeah yeah later on in his career or in spits and spans early in his career mm. yeah definitely definitely yeah right in that case um i reckon it's time to move on to final thoughts and scores uh so harry and mark you can actually um you can give a score each one of you can take my slot and one of you can take matt's score slot so harry mm -hmm. your kind of your final thoughts on the original movie and your score out of five please five, <laughs> five. Yeah, nice. five. the big five yeah Perfect movie. See, now that's why we picked this film because this was the first <laughs> one we both scored five. Ah, we always say that. Yeah. Our thing is that it doesn't have to be the best movie ever to be a five star film. Which mm. at what yeah. it tries to be, does it achieve it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can't, you can't rate a Pixar film to a Scorsese film because they're completely different genres. Sort of yeah. Thing, yeah, no, yeah. They both yeah, have a five star yeah. film in them. I mean, yeah, our our first five star film, and currently only because we have four <laughs> scores, is Flash Gordon. So yeah, we, yeah, I listened to that the other day, that episode. Yeah, we are we're with you on that. So um, I'm so a yeah, five too. You're five as well. Very good. Um, so Andy, what's ooh, your score, mate? Ooh, I mean, yeah, this is there's very little wrong. There's not much I think I would I would change if I was going to say like reboot it. Um, because I quite like. There's no, there's no like message. I don't feel like he learns anything. I don't think, I don't feel like Sally Field learns anything. But I don't think it's necessary. I think it's just a story about him trying to get his. As I, I don't think he, you know, grows up so much at the end because he doesn't. He kind of needs to, but he doesn't in the sense of getting a getting a job and getting a a place to live. But in his uh, just himself, like I, I just. I don't know. Did anyone else feel there was like a message, or like he actually grew and became not like a, a quote unquote different person? You know, like normal I, movies. I mean, I I felt I certainly felt like he was he grew up a bit because he had to learn to yeah. cook and clean. Yeah, but they don't, but they don't make a huge deal out of it. Yeah, yeah. He did not get a job out because he got he made his own show, didn't he? Yeah, he got a job. Mm. Yeah, kind of. I suppose his message not more of a bigger one that. Like I said, it's not necessarily a typical happy ending, but it's more yeah. of like for people. It's supposed to be quite a good film for people whose kids are from separated families. Mm. Mm. But yeah. actually, it doesn't matter if like, mum and dad are together; they can still be yeah. happy. And, yeah, yeah, I mean the the letter that he reads out at the end from the from Katie oh, or yeah, whoever yeah, it, yeah. It, like is basically the film's thesis statement. Yeah, but it's you can't begrudge it because it's such a lovely moment. So Andy, what's your score? Uh, score is going to be uh, I'm going to give it four point seven five, uh, and one of my new favourite lines, which is diarrhea forever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> four point seven five diarrheas forever. <laughs> Excellent. And Ross, I'm torn. I'm torn. I'm torn to give it either a four point seven five or. Or 4.9 or 5. Because <laughs> it is a classic movie. And, like, I don't think the jokes that don't, that are questionable, are that many that 
would bring it down from it being a very good movie mm. enough to to be a 4.75 for it's me it's not it's not malicious yeah yeah in any of anything that doesn't land you know what you know what i'm going to give it Five. Hey. hey, I'm gonna give it five because I think Robin Williams' performance really, really for me, uh, you know, pushes that movie to a classic, a classic movie. Whether the story is not as strong or whatever, I think he his performance in it is really good, comedic, and it also has, uh. Like Mark said, you know, it's got um, some heart to it as well in yeah. his performance as well, which I really like. So I think five squashed faces uh, out of five. Uh, Very nice. Five yeah. Guinness trucks hitting Winston. <laughs> yeah. Which which brings this movie in uh, oh, as yeah. our second highest rated movie. We'll take that. Uh, yeah. 4.94. Yeah. 4. 4. Um, oh, wow. Point zero six yeah. behind Flash Gordon, point zero two above Top Gun Maverick. Oh, which I haven't seen yet. Technically, yeah. I want to say I haven't seen yet, yet listeners. So when I do see it, I will come and say my boy, my, take my 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 score, and it will bring it straight down. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. But I've seen it. That hasn't yet. Very good film. It's wicked. Yeah. It is very very good. Right, so we've done the review, we've got the scores, and so now I think, chaps, it is time to get your sequels pitched. The rules of the pitches are nice and simple. Andy and Ross are going to give their pitches to you two, Harry and Mark. After each of their pitches, you can ask them some questions if you want to, don't feel like you have to. Once that is finished, we go into the debate phase where Ross and Andy will battle it out and use their words to convince you why they should respectively win. <laughs> then all you guys have to do is choose the winner who will be hosting next time. So let's get this show on the road with Ross. Okay, mine is called Mr. Doubtfire. Oh. <laughs> uh, the little blurb for this movie is... Natty, now a mum herself, struggles to connect with her children the way her father did, so she has an idea to better understand them. Ooh. So the movie opens and we pan through a family house. We see various pictures of the Hillard family. Uh, the camera rests on one photo in particular. It's Daniel Hillard. And then we hear the voice of Mrs. Doubtfire. We think, oh, she's going to be in the movie. Uh, but then we are introduced to an older Natty watching a YouTube video of her father's show in the kitchen. She tears up. Uh, then the silence is broken by her three kids, all teenagers, coming in and all looking at their phones and various modern day things like switches or, you know, whatever. Um, they take the breakfast and leave her alone. She sighs and goes off to work. We then learn she is working in a radio sh in a radio 
for she's working in radio sorry however she's more of a technician than anything we maybe have a scene in which she is working on a really boring radio show uh, we can have her like falling asleep at the mixing desk to really emphasize how boring it is <laughs> anyway it's time for lunch uh, or maybe it's after her shift or whatever we have one of those meeting out with the best friend scenes and telling them how boring her life is at the moment. Uh, we learn that she's single and that her kid's dad doesn't, uh, didn't stick around, that she can't connect with the, her kids anymore, that she doesn't want to be behind the desk in a radio show. She wants to be in front of the desk behind her, like a mic. She wants to have her own radio show. Um, so her friend suggests taking the children on a fun day out. So she goes, okay, yeah, why not? Uh, so they maybe go out to like a theme park or something with Natty's mum cameoing from Sally Field coming in. But the kids uh, aren't interested. They are more interested in their phones. Natty talks about the issues of uh, and the two have a touching scene in which they reminisce about Daniel. Uh, and then the scene ends with Natty doing something the kids hate and they go home in silence and the kids go to their room. Natty is left in the kitchen and she flicks on YouTube and watches her father's uh, father again. And maybe there's like a, a point to the video about maybe, you know, suggesting that she should maybe turn into a uh, man. Uh, so um, she rings her best friend up. She has an idea. So she rings her best friend up um, and tells her that um, what if she was to do what her father did to better understand her kids when she's not around. Um, the best friend doesn't think it's a good idea, but she does it anyway. So the next day she goes to Frank Hillard, uh, still working in movie makeup. So we get a cameo from him. Um, she asks him to make her a disguise. Uh, we then have the same scene in the first movie, but all with the famous men instead this time, her doing impressions of the men. Uh, they settle on her face and she leaves. They're, that evening, she's having dinner with the kids and then she tells them that she has to go away for a week for work and she's hired a manny to look after them while she's gone. They all moan and they're like, oh... Anyway, she leaves the next day and they are introduced to Mr. Doubtfire. The children initially start off cold towards him, but still can't help the fact that he's quite endearing. Um, then we get some hilarious scenes of them doing stuff on days out. Her going into the wrong bathroom. <laughs> Her moustache slowly falling off. <laughs> Um, during all these scenes, <laughs> the kids are slow. That's that's just two examples, right? There's loads more. Uh, Every during all you can think of, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, during all these scenes, the kids are slowly o opening up to Mister Doubtfire, and Natty starts to see progress with them, all while trying to keep her identity a seek her identity a secret from them, and almost being caught out. So the sort of finale part of the movie is them being sad that the week's almost over and that their mum is coming back. They go out for a meal or somewhere, don't really know what. Something goes wrong. They discover it's the mum in disguise. They immediately go back to hating her and being despondent. So she does a big speech referring to her father loads 
it wins them round and they live happily ever after the end although i also want a subplot of her going to the radio station where she works as mr doubtfire <laughs> and then messing around uh and then he she gets a sort of agony uncle radio show as well so yeah the end <laughs> okay harry and mark have you got any questions for ross yes Okay, yeah. Go for it. Oh. Would it be the same actress? Yeah, actually. Now, this, I mean... Matilda. Yeah, I... Yeah, <laughs> I part of me wants to for the nostalgia, but then I'm also like, has she got enough chops for, the, uh, for a sequel that would be very hard to feel for Robin Williams? So... I I personally probably would recast it with someone who is a very a good comedian, maybe. I don't know. So, yeah, probably I would recast it. Unfortunately, sorry, Matilda, actress. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, if she kept the same name, would her kids not recognise the name? Nah. Because surely they wouldn't... A, you've hinted that they've got a lot of social media activity and on the phones all the time. And their granddad was a famous TV personality called Mrs. Doubtfire. See, I did see this. I did think this, but I'm also like, well, they probably don't give a, they don't really care. Like, especially kids, uh, my thing would be that their kids don't really care about their grand. I agree with you, but I also, I I could play it either that we would change the name or something, but, um, but I would think that they would just not really care, but yeah. Yeah, because if your granddad died a while ago, and the shit is really old, they're not going to watch Don't argue for him yet. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes, thank <laughs> you, Harry. Yeah. <laughs> good, good, my apprentice. <laughs> <laughs> Go, yeah. Any, Any more think questions? I've got a hill to climb now. Yeah, <laughs> right, in that um, case, we will, we will move right. to Andy. All right. My name. Uh, uh, name for that didn't. I didn't um, uh, cast my uh, baddie, and I'm just trying to look for a name. Um, what's her name? <laughs> yeah, we... that's good. Just do it five seconds before yeah. you actually have to do the pitch. You know why not? Yeah. Right. This is this. He's getting marked down for this. He's getting mugged down for this. Oh, yeah, just take my time, you know, just get ready. Here we go. Here we go. All right, so Excellent. my sequel was called Mr. Doubtfire to Doubtfired Up. Woo! Um, <laughs> Natalie uh, learns to become a better person while dressing up as an old lady and infiltrating her mother's retirement home when she believes a dark plan is afoot. Uh, so we open on Natalie, played by uh, the kid from Matilda, um, if she wants to come back, because I don't think she acts as it anymore, but... We'll say her for the moment. Uh, she's working for a magazine company and she's getting yelled at by her boss. Uh, sales are down and they're looking to make people redundant. Uh, so Natalie needs a juicy story to keep her job. She has a, a video call with her sister and brother. Uh, and we can either have the returning actors um, if they're still doing it, if not just two unknowns. Um, and they tell her that she missed her mum's birthday. Oh, no. Uh, we learn Natalie isn't the sweet girl that we met in the first film. Uh, working at the magazine has made her selfish and arrogant, resulting in her kind of disting, 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 resulting in her distancing herself from her family. Uh, the next day, Natalie sees her mum, Miranda, still played by Sally Field, at the retirement home, maybe with some prosthetics to make her maybe look a bit older, I don't know. Um, and she goes in apologising, and we meet the main orderly uh, in charge of uh, looking after all the retirees, uh, played by, say, Jennifer Lawrence, 
It's the only one I can think of at the moment. Uh, Miranda tells Natalie some of the orderlies are mean and they don't look after them properly and she thinks they're up to something suspicious. Uh, Natalie overhears a group of the orderlies talking about a shipment coming in. Uh, Natalie then goes home and thinks that this side business might be good enough uh, for her boss to save her job, but she needs to investigate more. Uh, as she's eating dinner uh, and a good time to show that she's alone, basically, she hasn't got a boyfriend or any housemates. She's watching old home videos, uh, and this can be unseen behind the scenes footage uh, from the first film. So she's playing with her dad uh, and uh, Robin's all playing, uh, is playing with all the kids. And then a video of Robin kind of dressing up as Miss Doubtfire. Uh, and then she gets an idea. Uh, she goes to see her uncle Frank, still played by uh, Heidi uh, Feinstein. Uh, they have a big catch up and she asks if he can dress her up as an old lady like she did, like he did her dad, so she can investigate the mystery. And we have a costume uh, makeup montage similar to the first one. Yeah, with people relevant to today to really, to really dig the film. Uh, Natalie enters the retirement home uh, and we can have a bit where maybe someone asks for her name and she's a bit like, oh, oh, it's, it's, and then it's Mrs. Doubtfire. Uh, and interacts with her mum who recognises her straight away and we can have a, a line where she's like, oh, I won't be fooled by that gag twice. Um, Jennifer Lawrence enters and interacts with Miss Doubtfire for the first time, but she's instantly suspicious. She just doesn't get a good, she knows something's off. Uh, Miranda then tells Natalie that she will teach her to act like an old person, basically. Um, uh, so she blends in and she takes Natalie into the main lounge where everyone is resting. And she introduces Natalie to all the cliques in the retirement home. Uh, think of it like a, an American uh, high school canteen. So we've got uh, different sections. We've got like old rockers and rocking chairs, um, like ex-soldiers in like pillow and blanket forts, popular group geeks, you know, and a few randoms. Uh, so once uh, Natalie's in, act two is uh, Natalie going around looking for clues while trying to blend in and not give herself away, leading to hilarious uh, circumstances as she tries to make excuses. But Jennifer Laura is kind of just getting more and more suspicious, but she can't just, she never catches her at the right time. Um, Natalie goes around the different cliques with her mum, getting more clues, but starting to bond with the, uh, with the old people, basically, and starting to get close to her mum. She meets um, Aaron, played by Shannon Tatum, uh, and starts to fall for him. Uh, and as as Miss Doubtfire, she kind of chats up uh, Natalie to Aaron. Uh, and then Aaron's like, yeah, go on, your granddaughter sounds great. I'll go for a date with her. Miss um, um, Doubtfire kind of sees orderlies go into the room, so she has to, like, climb into a vent, maybe, like, uh, diehard style, uh, to overhear the orderlies talking about their big plan, which is to bring in drugs, uh, disguises, old people medication, and then give it out to people pretending to be relatives to the uh, to the to the old folks, and then um, she sees that she's in the van. I know it's free. I know it's wow. a uh... <clears throat> what the hard hard left turn, hard left turn into drugs. Um, she uh, when she's in the van, she sees uh, Aaron uh, enter, uh, and then she gets scared because she thinks he's involved. She makes a noise. The people get suspicious, so she has to climb out. Um, yeah, when Natalie goes around all the clicks and starts talking to people, she just starts to bring all the retirement to get, uh, home together to uh, and starts you know, making everyone friends and, and bond. And then we can have a throwback scene where Natalie talks to Aaron as her and Miss Doubtfire are going behind a wall to change quickly and doing the whole voices thing. Uh, she's a bit cold to him because she thinks he's a bad guy. And then eventually Aaron catches Natalie in her lie and um, he reveals that he told um, Jennifer Lawrence he wanted nothing to do with her plan. Um, but obviously Natty's a bad guy, um, a bad person because she lied. Um, and he's like, oh, I can't deal with this. I'm going to quit. And, and, he, and he leaves. Um, Jennifer Lawrence uh, overhears all this and then follows Natalie uh, where she's holding a big meeting with all the um, retirees 
Uh, she's like kind of a, a bad dress, a bad old elderly dress. who's probably just like a wig and a coat up to her like eyes or something. Um, and the big meeting Natalie's trying to organize is about standing up to the orderlies, uh, trying to bring them down, uh, you know, and, and change how things work around the retirement home. Uh, act three then is Natalie, uh, Natalie finding the final piece of evidence she needs. Uh, she holds another meeting with the retirees and they can finally bring down the establishment. Uh, Jennifer Loris, uh, dressed up as an old lady in the crowd, like steals the evidence and runs away. And we have a, a hot potato kind of scene or two with the evidence changing hands. Uh, leading to comedic war, uh, where the retirees have trapped some orderlies in like Home Alone style traps because they were they were paired. We have a little. Uh, Natalie and Ari, uh, Natalie and Jennifer Lawrence dressed as old ladies are wrestling on the ground as the cops enter. Uh, Natalie tries to show the evidence to the cops, but it's been like tampered and corrupted by Jennifer Lawrence. So it looks like Natalie's actually been in charge of this whole bad thing. Uh, the cops start to arrest Natalie, but then Aaron returns with a piece of evidence saving the day and changing the whole story. Uh, the orderlies and Jennifer Lawrence are arrested, and then Aaron comes in, says he forgives Natalie, and uh, he understands, and they have a big kiss. Um, and then the last scene, Natalie on a video call with her brother and sister, chatting, reminiscing, everything's kind of happy and better. When her boss calls, saying she wants uh, her to write the story for the magazine about the retirement home, Natalie refuses and says she has a better job now, and she enters the retirement home, seeing her mum and her new friends. Okay. I can't wait to argue with you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, any questions for Andy, Harry and Mark? Yes. Well, firstly, why did you rate Mrs. Starfire 4.75? Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> did you consider making it a Mr. Doubtfire? No, because I wanted, I thought it would be too silly uh, for actually what my, mine is, it can maybe work with Ross's. I'll give him that, but I think it's still a little bit silly. He, I think she needed to be the same gender, basically. That's fair enough. And when, when the people come in and take the medication, yeah, do they get given it in little pots? <laughs> yeah, to be honest, I've got. I I, I, I don't know why. I, uh, I, I could go more into this, <laughs> but I probably shouldn't. Um, but yeah, I can imagine they're probably given to the little pots and then just uh, giving it to. Uh, to patients and then giving it to, to people to pretending to be their relatives. Okay, that's fair enough. Leave it up you to you two to argue now. Good. Yeah. Oh, okay. Go for right. it. The floor is firstly, yours. Gents. Firstly, yeah. what the beep are you <laughs> like? You go so far, like. This is a children's movie, and mm. you're going, yeah, we're gonna bring drugs. What What's the message in your movie so like, at all? Well, the whole point was that is like I need I needed something where she can go in and find a good enough story to sell to the papers. So, well, what's the heart of your movie? What, the heart is the no... mum and the daughter rekindling. That's what I wanted. Originally, I didn't even have the love story, but she still needed a few obstacles or challenges as the character, and then as the daughter to overcome. So I just wanted her to go into the into the retirement home but as kind of a selfish person, and then start to rekindle the the warmth she, and love. Why does she care about? Why is she forced into this <laughs> diehard situation where <laughs> this Nakatomi Plaza in this retirement no, home, she's, and she's like, that's a bit of comedy. She wants to overhear uh, a meeting, so she hides in a vent like Die Hard. That's just yeah, comedy. That's 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 to see an old lady try and squeeze into a vent. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's yeah, it. it. 
is it so why why is she so invested in this drug in this drug thing because it's illegal and it will help her sell at the start of the story it's going to help her sell the story to the newspaper or the magazine i should say um to save her job so she needs a big juicy story but she's a reporter she's yeah but that's why she's that's why she's reporting on something big yeah she's in it she's not reporting on it she's involved in it well yeah because she has to investigate it that's not investigating. She's getting involved in <laughs> yeah. it. Investigating is oh, watching yeah, it she, needs to, she still needs to be in the movie. She needs the movie to happen. She Look. needs to go in, find new clues, and then uh, and then do the... Uh, Look, and Mark the and light. Harry. Look, I give I a lot of heart. I haven't begun I... with yours yet, mate. Let's, uh, let's, go let's... on, then. Go for mine. Go so for mine. Why go can't on. the mum bond with the kids, but she can't? they can with Mrs. Doubtfire? Like... Mr. Delphi, and they can because he's the hip Hun. It's exactly the same as Mrs. Delphi. Why the same film then? Yeah, but if the kids are more interested in their iPhones, don't fix it. If the kids are more interested in their iPhones, then uh, why? How is the new hip Mr. Delphi? I don't get why. I don't get why she has no relationship with her kids. I don't get why this new Mr. Delphi. Like, does she does she do an impression of someone that she learns on YouTube? Or is she just going to be like, I'm going to be the exact opposite to me? And she she gets... Uh, I like the the uh, the dinner scene at the end because I liked it in the first movie. Um, yeah. But then when she like when she gets revealed and all the kids go cold again, and then she has a big speech. Yeah. Did she not try the big speech at the beginning of the film? No. Because she's learned, she talks about everything she's learned at the but end what did of the she, movie. What did she learn then? She learned all of the all of the little things that she learned about her kids that she'd never got to open up with them because they were so shut off through the beginning of the movie. And then, as Mister Doubtfire, they opened up to him, her, uh, and um, that's what she learned. She was more connected through the use of Mister Doubtfire than she was. What makes as the kids like? open up like if they're connect if we're doing it for like today's times where they're literally glued to their phones oh and why do they suddenly just open up to this random person they've known for like three days and not the mother like he's so cool he's you don't understand like how cool he is it's like an, un- an unnecessary 80 minutes and then like the, the the bit at the end where she's just like hey let's just all be a family and love each other and they're like okay let's do that like why do they suddenly just like accept it and forgive her at the end and then suddenly so- change their whole perception and relationship yeah. after one like big montage or one big speech <laughs> at the end look harry and mark if you want to pick a film that's got heart at the heart, at heart of it, hearty, hearty, heart, heart. <laughs> uh, where um, I, you know, reference the original. It's got Hello. a lot. It's got a lot of callbacks to Robin Williams. It's a homage to his performances. We have him throughout the movie. Or if you want to go for Die Hard in a retirement home, go for Andy's. <laughs> Be fair. I do like that idea. Not for this idea, <laughs> not for this pitch, but a retirement, a die hard in retirement. Yeah. Seems like a great die hard seven, actually. Um, I have got well, one question on the um, to Ross. Yes. Obviously, we, we touched on the first one as, as aged quite well. Do you not worry about the social media aspect of all being connected to the film or date it? Because in 10 um, time, it'll be completely different again. It's like when you see films now where they're like hacking and they're hacking on a computer and it's taking like four days or whatever yeah true yeah you could see that um yeah quite key points of a why maybe 
like, yeah, it's more, it's not that they're literally just all about technology. It's more that they're just so shut off from, like, the the outside world and that they don't really care about what's going on apart from what's uh, around them. And then that there's just, he's just there. They are just shut off from their family. Um, they, they, they show more like compassion for their friends than they do for their family when they open up. That's what I would, you know, if, if you didn't want to put it as modern day, but you know, there you go. But yeah, the choice is yours, I guess, you know, pick wisely. Don't pick Dandy. <laughs> mine's, my, mine's, a, mine's a nice family. My, I want a nice story about a mum and daughter. Um, and that's, and then, yeah, the, the whole bit about the, the, the job and, and the story is just a reason to get her in the retirement home. But at the end of the day, mine's a nice story about mum and daughter coming back together. Ross's doesn't make any sense. I feel it was just completely unnecessary. It could be just Yeah, bring that. back the actress that you no know, one cares it, about. Yeah. <laughs> is that the one thing about mine that's wrong? Mara. Mara Wilson. There we go. I, I remember the name. Um, <laughs> Ross's best bits are basically just taken from the first. <laughs> all right i think we'd better call it there um so mark and harry do you need time to go off and deliberate yeah give us 10 seconds or so to go cool. that's fine we'll put, we'll put some music in here boys yeah i hope they I hope they can't hear me i bet um, they can they can they, they don't have headphones on andy oh okay <laughs> i just wanted to go more into my uh I plan a little bit more. <laughs> well, you can tell us after. Mr. Doubtfire. Oh my god, I can imagine as well. Just like the <laughs> I'm thinking Amy Schumer. Ooh. Okay. That's that was... that's that's um, that's an idea. Well, yeah, to be honest, I mean it, that's hit or miss. That could be great or bad. So. <laughs> you should tell them go sit down. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we, we we have come to a decision. Okay. Good. Ooh, drum roll. Drum roll. Yeah. Hi also if you if you lose you get kicked off like Love Island. <laughs> Not that he's ever seen Love Island. No, if you lose you've got to go on Love Island. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be even worse. We are we we have been toying with the idea that um the the person who lose or like the something along the lines of the person who wins the fewest number of episodes over the course of a year has to buy everyone else a pizza, but we we've not put that into action yet. Yeah, that should be a that should be a rule. That you have to buy them, you have to take them out for a meal or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good yeah. Lad. that could be good. Others can pay whatever they, buy whatever they want. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. So, what I would say is part of the reason we also picked the film is because personally. Don't think it needs a sequel. Yeah. So no. I knew it was always going yeah. to. I knew it was always going to be difficult. Yeah. There was apparently going to be one, mm. but yeah. someone we really passed, and it was meant to be done by the writers of Elf. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. It wasn't. I, I, I kind of thought, oh, that might not be too bad because. Mm. Um, but obviously, since he's passed, they just said no. Yeah. No. So. Okay. This has been very close, by the way. Yeah, I've been doing the tally the whole time you're arguing. Wow. Oh, nice. Nice. <laughs> And when we when we finished the tally, it was actually equal. Yes. <laughs> so we've got about one of you off to the island. So, um, on the two pitches, with Ross's, 
like the idea of switching to a guy, which I touched on with the other one. I am. Um, I did like the as much as I've asked about the social media thing. I thought it'd be quite a good commentary as well on like for like a family thing and stuff like that. Um, Andy quite liked. I quite liked the drug thing because yeah. I thought it could be quite funny. <laughs> Having yeah. all these people pretending to be people's relatives and sort of thing, that could be like an, an extra yeah. scene. And I did like quite like the fact that it's like Home Alone. There was yeah, <laughs> but there was also scenes that I could see were going to be funny. Yeah, potentially. Because I could imagine this this film, this one of my shows that I used to watch had this like quote episode which just like this kind of. All right. So <laughs> it reminds me of it. So good, 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 good. <laughs> very closely, but the winner is Andy. So you go. Oh, that up. No. Not, not sold on the name. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I mean, the other ones I had was undercover, but because it's retirement, it'd be under blanket. But I wasn't too sold on that. Um, it was just like fits in it. Like quite like the um, quite like the bit where you were saying about um, all the different old people over or groups could be quite funny. <laughs> yeah. There's definitely scenes where I thought like that, the calling in the um, tunnel thing, the vent could be quite funny where she stopped or whatever. And like having Jennifer Lawrence dressed up as <laughs> um, the old person on Ben Apple, yeah. two old people fighting could be quite a funny scene. Yeah. I quite like off the cuff casting Chan and Tatum. I thought he'd probably be actually quite funny <laughs> in it. Yeah. I mean, thinking now, he's about 40, actually, isn't he? So he probably would be a bit too old. But, I don't know. Um, like, she must be similar. Well, age. yeah. I mean, she's. Yeah. She's, Ma- yeah Mara was... Wilson's like mid like mid to late 30s. I guess, yeah. Because she was the kid from Matilda. So she would have grown up, wouldn't she? So. Mm. Yeah. She would be, yeah. And she was in <laughs> yes, there. she would. That's how <laughs> biology works. Yeah. The thing which I love to see is the scene where you see all the groups of like, old people, especially the people in the, in the blanket fort. I would have <laughs> loved to see that. Yeah, the old rockers yeah. in the rocking chairs, I quite liked. Yeah, very I good. Just, I just like the geeks because I can just imagine the puzzles and all that. I quite like yeah. both of you. I gave you the option, I don't know if you remember when I pitched it, that you could carry it straight on and still have Rob Williams. Mm. But I like the fact that neither of you did. Yeah. Mm. In theory, if it was made today, and this was one of us, both to be would be quite... I didn't think you could write a script, I'll be honest. But both <laughs> of them, I think, could actually be quite funny. That means next episode, Andy, you are back in the hosting chair. Oh, it knows me well. Fancy telling the listeners what movie you're going to be accepting pitches for? <laughs> I absolutely will once the spreadsheet loads up. Thor, um, Thor Ragnarok. Oh, we're going to have Thor. No, wait, do it prop. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to do it, give a gap and then. Right. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> leave me in, leave me in. All right, all right. So, Andy, congratulations. Mm. You've won, mate. Yay! You are going to be hosting the next episode. Thor. Could you please? <laughs> Andy, you have to wait for us to finish speaking. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm Harry. just going to change it so that you <laughs> lose. No, Ross, you won this the yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yes, seeing as Andy's being a pain, <laughs> yes. uh, we we will be reviewing Thor Ragnarok and mm. pitching sequels to that movie just in time for the release of Thor Love and Thunder into cinemas. I would just like to say I called about after the first film no after Avengers Endgame I tweeted a few people at Empire Magazine and said if we do not do some sort of training montage (laughs) yeah yeah and it's in the trailer so yeah yeah 
Well, <laughs> yeah, it's a very good pull. I'm I'm very excited. I'm very yeah, excited for this next I'll movie. be interested to listen to the episode. Harry and Mark, thank you so, so much for coming on and for suggesting such a fun movie for us to talk about. It's been an yeah. absolute pleasure. Um, it's all going to be in the episode description, but can you guys tell everyone where they can where they can find you? Yeah, Instagram, uh, when Harry met movies. Um, Pokemon Go. On, on Pokemon Go. <laughs> 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 you can, just my username. On Twitter, uh, we're Harry met movies, um, and all your podcast hosts are, are all on there. We're probably most active on Twitter. I say we, mainly me. Yeah, cause I'm not allowed Twitter. <laughs> okay. don't want it, can't be trusted no <laughs> no i don't i, I had him to come out on store because i don't use it you're not <laughs> missing much mate i'm not a social yeah. person i've got my more to sit in a blanket all day and that's i i <laughs> i feel fair. you mate yeah. i feel you i'm i'm with you right so with that that is episode 46 of sequel pitch wrapped mm. up you can find us on social media by searching sequel pitch let us know if you think that Andy was the deserving winner. Did Harry and Mark make the right decision of with course. hashtag Andy Pitch? Or if you think Ross should have won, give it hashtag Ross Pitch. So it is goodbye from our runner up this week, Ross Harmston. Goodbye, deities. <laughs> it is goodbye from this week's winner and next week's host, Andy Henry. Goodbye. Thank you very much. Harry and Mark. Goodbye to Harry, or goodbye from Harry and Mark. Bye, dearies. Goodbye. Help is on the way. And it is goodbye from me. We will see you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.